Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Product-Led Podcast. We have Dale Bertrand, SEO strategist and also business coach, and he is heading Fire and Spark out of Boston, Massachusetts. So, Dale, how are you doing? Hope you're doing a lot better. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing well. My whole family was sick. Mm -hmm. But Pierce, uh, thank you for inviting me onto the pod. It's my pleasure to have you here. So... As we were setting up the podcast recording, we were going over topics. And one particular topic like really stood out to me. It's purpose-driven SEO for SaaS companies. So to transition into it, I know 2022, especially during the pandemic, there have been a lot of changes. The new normal is, well, to put it in a word, different from what we had before. So is there anything different or what are the current trends that you're seeing brands are doing regarding SEO in 2022? Well, yeah, I mean, talking about the pandemic, I mean, the pandemic <laughs> definitely changed a, a lot of our lives and many different <laughs> aspects of our lives. So for, sure. for me, I'm focused on SEO. So I run mm -hmm. an SEO agency and we do SEO for many brands, you know, some of which you may have heard of. And for us, like what we've really been following is Google's shift to AI, which started many years ago. But the way to think about it is Google's original algorithm was rules-based. And what I mean by that was it was based on the PageRank algorithm. If you had clickable links to your website, so anytime somebody's writing about you and they have a link to your website, that's a backlink, and that would build your authority and help your rankings. And so the rules of the original Google algorithm had a lot to do with backlinks and keyword placement uh, so that Google can figure out your authority relative to other businesses in, in your space, but also the keywords that your website and your individual pages are going to be relevant for. So what are they eligible to rank for? So, so that's the original rules-based uh, Google algorithm. Yeah, I actually remember like there were some websites who added like small hidden keywords there just so they could manipulate like the Google bots uh, way back when just so they would pop up for as a result. So what's uh, happening now? Yeah. So then those black hat techniques just don't work. Like Google's smarter than that, right? Like mm -hmm. they've got hundreds of PhDs trying to figure this stuff out so that those little tricks don't work anymore. So now they've really transitioned to AI. And yeah. with AI, um, it really helps. You can think of it, like we always think of Google as this big monolithic AI brain algorithm that just, you know, di just serves up the best result for the best query. I still think they're that like that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, but what's really going on under the hood is that it's a collection of AI algorithms. So you oh. can imagine like one thing Google's using. So Google's using natural language processing mm -hmm. to understand our queries. So what, when we're searching in, in Google, what are we looking for? What's the intent behind the query? What would satisfy the query? So that's Google using natural language processing to understand queries. But also Google's using things like classifiers to understand, is this page a product page or is it an article or maybe this website is not safe for work? So that's another set of, of AI algorithms. And then uh, Google's using deep learning algorithms to train its algorithm to show the right results. So those are AI algorithms to index pages, understand what the pages mean. And then when it's generating the search results page, put what you're expecting to see or what would satisfy your query onto the search results page. So it's really best to think of Google as a collection of AI algorithms. And because Google's really switched from this 
rules-based algorithm where you know we needed to understand the rules to do SEO to an AI algorithm, what's important for the AI algorithm, instead of understanding the rules, you need to understand how Google's AI is trained. So Google's AI is trained by, and, and just quickly here, it's really the engineers deciding what signals the algorithm's going to see, things mm -hmm. like the words on your page or your backlinks and uh, different things about technical things, page speed, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then also Google has humans, so real people like us that are looking at websites and grading them, just like basically answering the question, how trustworthy are these pages? And those people aren't ranking your website, what they're really doing is just training the algorithm. They're building a training set. So it's important to understand that the AI is being trained by real people who are looking mm -hmm. at websites and saying, here's a trustworthy website. Here's a not so trustworthy or sketchy website. So mm -hmm. that we are, when we're building our websites, we're building sites that have trust factors and they're trustworthy. If you're in the medical space, you've got MDs that are writing for you or on your advisory board. If you're in the education space, you're affiliated with teachers with, that are certified and you yeah. know PhDs in the education space and the right publishers like EdWeek if you're in the um, education space. So, so there's a lot going on there in the way the AI is trained. Yeah. And then the other thing is, like the AI is able to see if you, like depends on what industry you're in, but your mm -hmm. associations with like-minded influencers or your associations with trade groups, or or maybe you're in the medical space and you, you've got licensing and Google can see that too in order mm -hmm. to figure out how trustworthy you are and you know whether your pages should rank. Basically constantly learning. Okay. So what is purpose-driven SEO? I mean... The AI is not just following some sort of set rules. It's also observing user activity, user mannerisms, behavior, things like that, so that they could serve you the correct results. These are trustworthy websites. These are not so much, so we won't show them to you, things like that. So what is purpose-driven SEO? So one more foundational piece that you actually, um, you mm -hmm. got ahead of me on this before I get into the purpose-driven SEO. Mm -hmm. The other piece that AI algorithm, Google's AI algorithm is looking at is search behavior. Pierce, just like you said, if yeah. I search for uh, life insurance, I'm going to click on a result. And Google will know if I go back to the search results and go somewhere else because that page didn't answer my question or it wasn't useful to me. So search behavior and how people interact with the search results page and whether they engage with your website is really important too. That's another thing the algorithm can see. So when, I, when we're talking to answer your question, Pierce, about purpose-driven SEO, when we're talking about SEO strategies, the goal at the end of the day is to rank better. So better yeah. rankings <laughs> for the keywords that yeah. your customers are typing in when your customers are making a buying decision. Yeah. You want to put your content, your website, your brand in front of that search demand when people are searching. <laughs> so then where that leaves us is old school, and I'll get to the new, the new strategy, but old mm -hmm. school SEO is all about optimization. So we're optimizing for things like technical things like canonical tags and sitemaps and site speed and all of that. And the way that I think about that is that's a bottom-up strategy. So we're starting, and when I say the bottom, we're starting with individual optimizations. Let's, let's talk about, let's take a look at our site speed. Let's take a look at our sitemaps. And that will only get you so far optimizing against uh, Google's AI search engine. Uh -huh. In fact, 
what we see in the projects that we work on, and we'll work with you know maybe 30 brands every year. But what we see is when you're taking that bottom-up optimization, you know, mostly technical optimization approach, you could expect a 10 to 20% increase in your organic traffic. And that's respectable, especially if you're a large brand. But if you really want to go after like a 2x or 3x increase, then I recommend more of a top-down strategy to SEO. So that's really looking at your overall marketing strategy. What is your brand? How are you going to leverage your brand in order to build partnerships that Google's going to see with like-minded influencers and organizations? So, but Pierce, to answer your question about purpose-driven SEO, what purpose-driven SEO is all about is taking a look at your brand. What does it stand for? And having a purpose behind your SEO so that you've got a path to connecting with and partnering with like-minded individuals. These are influencers in your space. And then also organizations Mm -hmm. that are in your space. And Pierce, if if it's helpful, I can give some examples. Yeah, go for it, please. So one example I think is beautiful is is we worked with a company, Fire Department Coffee. And Mm -hmm. Fire Department Coffee is run by Luke Snyder. He's a a firefighter who happens to be a former, uh, he's a Navy veteran. So he was Mm -hmm. in the Navy when he left the Navy to basically join the fire services uh, to work as a firefighter, he was looking for coffee that tasted great and had a kick because he's working late nights, double shifts, all that, all that kind of stuff. Um, yes. He couldn't find, yeah, he couldn't find what he was looking for. So he created his own, um, which is very uh-huh. interesting to me that he just like decided to brew his own coffee. And he sold this coffee and the money he made from the first batch he gave it away to a camp for burn victims. So this is a a camp for burn victims that helps people in the fire services. Mm -hmm. So he's got a coffee brand, fire department coffee. It's from the very beginning, it was a a brand that gives back. So Mm -hmm. what he decided to do was instead of spending his marketing dollars to market this coffee, instead of spending it on the normal things like PR and online advertising, he decided he was going to spend it telling his story. And he's got a great story around what he did in the Navy and then transitioning to the fire department and then creating this coffee brand. And and he got the coffee brand up to $10 million in sales while he was still working as a firefighter full time, which is mind blowing to me. (laughs) Getting, getting, yeah, I would have trouble getting up to 10 million in sales, Mm -hmm. uh, even if I was working on it full time. So he was basically telling his story and he was telling it to, people who care. So influencers in the fire services, like any firefighters who who are on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. And he ended up getting traction and engagement and backlinks, all the stuff that Google's looking for. He ended up getting these from fire unions, fire departments. He got it from first responder unions, police unions, all of these places that Google wouldn't normally see that you're getting backlinks and engagement from these types of organizations. So what Google saw at the end of the day was a brand that was building momentum. And I think this is really the key, which is that Google's AI is tuned to find brands that are resonating with online consumers. So what you want to do, and this is the top-down approach to SEO, instead of the bottom-up, you know, starting with all these individual technical optimizations, because you're trying to get like a 10, 20% bump in, I mean, they doubled, tripled their organic traffic by doing this. And what they're doing is they're basically trying to build a brand that resonates with online consumers. And Google sees the artifacts 
of basically the marketing that they're doing. Um, Google seeing content partnerships uh, for Fire Department Coffee. Google was seeing like industry trade groups that they were a part of. And that's in the fire services, first responders, but also in the coffee side too. Mm -hmm. And then Google seeing trust factors on their website, like the organizations that they are affiliated with and influencers that are writing for them and influencers who are you know advisors to the company. And then Google seeing their affiliation with uh, trade groups and also groups in the fire services. So Google seeing all this and the engagement with their website. And you're going to get farther with Google's AI taking this top-down approach to SEO. Uh, so basically, that top-down approach is like getting the conversation started with other people. And when that conversation goes back and forth, then that's the time you're basically optimizing for your searchability because there are people talking about it. Okay, I, I can see how it's working. Today's episode is brought to you by productled.com. As the founder of the business, it is our mission at ProductLed to help you build a world-class product-led business. That is honestly what gets me excited. I want to help you. And that's one of the reasons why we are so committed to providing you a ton of free resources like this podcast to arm you with all the tools, strategies, and tactics you need to build and grow a successful product-led business. But sometimes just listening to podcasts, reading articles, and talking to colleagues about product-led growth doesn't quite cut it. It feels like you're just learning a bunch of random tactics that don't quite add up to a holistic strategy. Now, if you can relate, I'd highly recommend checking out our upcoming product-led growth program. In this program, we will actually help you master product-led growth, understand the holistic strategy behind it, and ultimately help you create a product experience that leaves your users wanting to come back for more. And we will give you all the tools, templates, and feedback you need to make it happen. So if that's interesting to you, you can learn more and register at productled.com. And now let's get back to the episode. Most of our students or most of our listeners are from product-led growth SaaS companies. So what would you recommend would be the best steps for them to get started in purpose-driven SEO? Yeah, so it really helps. So it starts by having a marketing strategy. So mm -hmm. the purpose-driven SEO fits well into the type of marketing strategy. And this is, this is what I've done with SaaS brands and product companies I've worked with. It really works best if you've got a brand that's opinionated. So where I would really start is, you know, what does your brand stand for? And Pierce, there's a lot of product categories that are like saturated at this point. Like, Tell me about email, it. <laughs> like, like email marketing automation is one of them or, you know, CMS is to build your website. And, mm. you know, people listening to this, you may or may not be in one of these, you know, very crowded competitive markets, but let's say you are, let's say you are in one of these competitive yeah. marketplaces, like you're, you're building a new CRM or you're building a CRM for a particular niche industry. What you really want from a marketing perspective is to be opinionated. Because you need to stand out. People need to understand why they should use your CRM and not somebody else's. And this works regardless, even if you're not in like a, a hyper-competitive space. But like, what does your brand stand for? Like, if you're building a CRM specifically for a specific industry, let's say it's for people who install 
countertops, <laughs> stone countertops. Okay. I'm making this up as I go here. But if that's the industry that you serve with your CRM and you want to convince them to use yours instead of somebody else's, yeah. then you need to be opinionated about the other CRMs aren't helping our industry. Like they're actually hurting our industry because they're not doing X, something that our countertop installers really care about. So I would ask questions around your industry and your product around what change do you want to see in your in your industry? And that could be something that you build your marketing around. And then you also could ask, like, what's an issue that your customers are having that isn't being addressed well by other products in your space and be very opinionated on it. So it's more than just a feature. Like, hey, we have a feature and our competitors are going to copy us someday on this feature because if it's just a feature, then, you know, that's going to be a, get copied. But it's really a philosophy behind your business, which becomes your branding, which becomes your marketing strategy, which becomes a purpose-driven SEO strategy at the end of the day. Okay. Well, I guess that's one way to get started. Are there other notable cases other than Luke Snyder's that you've observed are also executing purpose-driven SEO? Yeah, I've got a bunch of examples. So there's one software company I worked with Mm-hmm. And they're building software for uh, manufacturing companies uh, to basically to run their machines and communicate internally when they're working on a product. Yep. And what they did is when the pandemic hit, they decided that they were going to start a campaign that they called the campaign to protect a million frontline workers. And what they were doing was they were working with some of their manufacturing customers to, to manufacture face shields for nurses and healthcare yeah. workers. So basically they were a software company and they, they were SaaS product company for um, manufacturing, like I said. And, but they had decided to put together this campaign in order to build some engagement, get some backlinks and I- accelerate their SEO. Another example that I love is is actually an e-commerce site, but this is a a strategy that you can use if you're B2B SaaS or or any product company. But what I like about this e-commerce site is they're called ifixit.com. Half of the heard of iFixit. (laughs) Yes. If if you're into gadgets or electronics, you've heard it. I built computers. All right, there you go. There you go. I do too. That's how I tripped over it. (laughs) But um, half of their website is products that they're selling. So these are like kits to to fix your your iPhone or build a computer or things like that or or individual parts. The other half is the guides, I think. Yes, yes. And then they also have guides. Mm -hmm. But for marketing, what they have is they have, they're doing advocacy for an issue that they care about. So the issue that they care about is the right to repair. And the Ah, right to repair, (laughs) yeah, the right to repair, especially in the US, is all about electronics manufacturer like Apple. Mm -hmm. They will release enough information about their products that I can either fix it at home or I could bring it to an independent repair shop because I want to avoid the Apple store because they take all the money out of my wallet anytime I walk in there. So the reason why I think uh, ifixit.com is a good example is because part of their website, they're doing advocacy for a cause that they care about. And what that's getting for them is mentions and uh, partnerships, content partnerships, backlinks, and all of this is helping with SEO. And we all know anybody who's listening to this, who's done SEO in the past, Mm -hmm. if you're trying to do a content partnership or you're doing outreach because you want to do link building, Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you're going to get, you, most of the time, you're going to get ignored when you do email outreach. But also, a lot of times, you're going to get an email back where they're asking you for money. So they're sending you their rate card. 
So, so doing email outreach is a lot harder nowadays. And the way we get around it is the purpose-driven SEO. So basically we have a purpose behind our marketing. So we have a purpose behind our SEO. For iFixit, the example is they care about the right to repair. That's an issue they care about. And when we do outreach, we're doing outreach to like-minded individuals and organizations. These are individuals and organizations that care about the same cause that we care about. And that's the reason why these organizations are willing to promote our brand and our website, because they don't care about our product. They're not going to give us free you know, amplification for our product. Uh-huh. But if we're like-minded and we, we find something, a purpose behind our SEO that they care about then they will link to us and write about us and they'll be interested in doing a a content partnership because they care about the purpose behind our SEO. They don't necessarily care about our content. They don't care about our product. I see. Okay. I have a boatload more questions and I wish we had more time. At the same time, I know you'll have to jump in into another call soon. So just to wrap things up with a neat little bow, What are the key takeaways that you'd like our listeners to have from this episode? I would say, like, stop thinking about SEO from the bottom up. SEO is not really a technical game anymore. I mean, there are some things that you might want to fix if your website is broken, but you want to quickly move beyond that and move towards working on targeted content and authority. And the way you're going to get there is is by thinking about your marketing strategy. What does your brand stand for? And what can you be opinionated? What change do you want to see in your industry? And then from there, start building a top-down SEO strategy around that. So um, who would you want to work with? Who would you want to partner with? And what is your opinionated stance going to be in the marketplace? I see. Okay. So Dale, that was a terrific conversation. It was extremely dense. And I love the examples that you gave us. That really gives more context on how we could execute purpose-driven SEO. So I'm 100% sure people would want to hear more from you. And what is the best way for our audience to reach out to you? So reach out to me directly. I don't mind giving away my email if anybody has SEO questions. So I'm Mm -hmm. Dale at fireandspark.com. Fire and Spark is spelled all the way out. And you can look at our website, fireandspark.com. And then we also have a guide that people might be interested in uh, with more examples of of purpose-driven SEO, email templates we use and case studies and all that good stuff. But just email me directly, D-A-L-E at fireandspark.com. And I'll I'll send you uh, more information. All right. Thank you so much for guesting on the Product Led Podcast, Dale. And once again, everyone, that was Dale Bertrand talking about purpose-driven SEO and how any brand can deploy it in 2022. So the May cohort registration is also now open. Don't forget to uh, secure your seats and we'll hear from you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Product-Led Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a colleague or friends you know who might benefit. We are always looking at which episodes get the most listens so we know which content to create more of. So if you want more of this particular type of content or style of episode, please share it out. And in return, here's your selfish reason to do this. Uh, We will definitely create more content just like this episode. 
<laughs> and if that's not your style, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and tell us your favorite part about this podcast. I personally read every single one of these reviews and it gives me more ideas on what content we should do more of. Happy growing.